And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excelling Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Tonight we're going into part two of the volume four of Distraction. We've learned so many things and tonight we are dealing with the passage where the disciples were out in the middle of the sea, the storm is blowing, the waves are crashing, and they are afraid. But it's not the reason why you think it is. Tonight we're going to go into an in-depth study and teaching on this and it's going to show you that the enemy often uses this tactic to keep you from the impossible. I talked about this last week that you were created to do the impossible. Yes, you. You were created to do that. But he uses distractions and one of the main distractions that he uses is it's, if it's happening all around you, it's happened to so-and-so, it's coming to you next. Fear will always stop you from doing the impossible. But tonight, we're going to learn how to conquer that. So let's get into this program. It's going to help you, it's going to bless you, and it's going to stir your faith. I'll see you at the end of the program. What did I say? It said that Jesus was speaking in a way as if he wasn't just referring to something in Peter's future but something that had happened in the past. What happened in the past? Watch this. All right, so the impossible happens only by faith. Is that right? We just learned that earlier. The impossible only happens by faith. That's what allows you to operate above what a normal man can do. All right, but watch what was happening here. Faith cannot work until, until fear is stopped. So what started at first? Fear. Right? The Bible says that they were afraid. Alright, so watch this. They were afraid. Why? There was two different reasons that they were troubled, right? That they were afraid. Number one, Jesus was nowhere to be found. You ever feel like you're going through some things in life and you feel like God is nowhere to be found? Come on. Oh, but watch this. The text tells us that Jesus had seen them. Now, listen to me. It, it don't take a whole lot to equal out this equation. It's in the middle of the night. They're out all the way in the middle of the sea. How do you think that he's seen them? Physically? Or what if he's seen them in the Spirit? Ladies and gentlemen, God knows right where you are. I don't care if the wind's blowing. I don't care if the waves are tossing you back and forth. God knows exactly where you are, and you are not alone. Turn to your neighbor, touch him real quick, and say, you're not alone. You're not alone. So they were feared, fearing, one, because they th they, Jesus was nowhere to be found. But watch this. 
Here's what you got to, here's, here's what doesn't make sense. People say they were afraid because of the waves, right? They were afraid because of the waves. Let me, let me just present something to you. These guys were fishermen. Do you think they didn't know about waves on the sea? That they fished at night. Come on. Do you think that they didn't know what it was like to have a little wave of the sea? Or having the wind, trying to fight against the wind? They, weren't, they were not afraid of the waves. So then the next question is, well, if they weren't afraid of the waves, then what were they afraid of? The Bible says that when they seen Jesus walking on the water, watch this, they began to be afraid. Now why? Well, see, here's why you have to understand the context of the story. In that day and time in Galilee, the Sea of Galilee in that area, there was a story of a ghost fisherman. Meaning this, that if you were out on stormy waters and you were to see a ghost fisherman out there, that was one that had shipwrecked before in the sea and was coming to warn you that you were next. Now that makes sense, doesn't it? That's why, watch this, what wasn't bothering them before, distraction comes, watch this, and here's the message that Satan gets you. This is going to click. Are you ready? What happened to somebody else is going to happen to you. That's what they were gathering. That's the message that they were getting. What happened to this fisherman, that's the legend. And they knew it. They were fishermen, so therefore they would know the story. That if you see a ghost of a fisherman out on the sea, you might as well hang it up because you are next. He was coming to warn you. And so watch this, the enemy's presenting, guess what? What happened to somebody else is going to happen to you. Does he do that to you today? Oh, what's going on around you, it's going to come to your house. Well, hold on a minute. I read in Psalms 91 that it may be all around me, but it does not come nigh my dwelling. Somebody needs to say amen. He said, they may fall by the, the thousands on my right side or my left side, but it will not come nigh unto me. All right, but watch this. So Jesus gives a word. He says, don't be afraid. It's just a distraction. Don't be afraid. It's me. Watch this. One word from God can remove every distraction. Right when Jesus said that, fear left. That quick. When Jesus gave the word, when you hear a word from God, it can remove fear just like that. And so watch this. So when he says who he is, right? Peter does this. He says, Lord, if it is you, really you, let me come out to where you are. And what did Jesus say? You can't do what I do. Sorry. Don't you know what religion teaches you? That you can't do what Jesus did. Well, what about the scripture where it says, the works that I do, you shall do also and greater. Ah, that just means, you know, loving people and all that. God has called you to the impossible also. Alright, so watch this. Here's what I want to show you though. So distraction had left. Peter's getting out on the water, right? He's walking on the water. But here's what I want to get to you today. Watch this. Just because distractions have left, do not mean that they will not try to come back. 
As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and tell you, they will most certainly try to come back. So don't quit here. Let me tell you something what God told me before, and it's really going to help you. He said when times are good, He said you go even harder. Oh, we've been taught the opposite, right? Once the battle's over, the storm is no longer raging, it's time to kick back, you know, in the lazy boy and just have at it. No, God says when you see the enemy retreating, when you see him backing up, you go even harder. In other words, you always keep the enemy on his toes. He don't know what to do with you. Come on. Look at Matthew 14, excuse me, Matthew 14, 29, 31, the amplified version. Let's look at the amplified version. So Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Next verse. But when he saw the effects of the wind... I want you to see these different translations of how they're saying what happened, what took place. He says, when he seen the effects of the wind, he was afraid. He was frightened. And he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Next verse. And immediately Jesus extended his hand and called him, saying unto him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now look at the Weymouth translation. Jesus said, come. Peter climbed out of the boat and walked upon the water to go to him. Next verse. And when he felt the wind, you see the difference. The Amplified says that he's seen the effects. He's seen something. Somebody say he saw. Then the Weymouth translation says he felt the wind. He felt the effects. Come on, y'all know where I'm going with this. Well, I just feel. I just feel like things are getting bad. I just feel like nothing's turning around. I'm looking around. I'm seeing that things are getting worse. Seen and felt. And he would begin to be afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Master, save me. And Jesus did what? Instantly, Jesus stretched out his hand and called him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Let's go back to Luke. Peter, or Jesus said to Peter, Satan is after your faith. He's after, he's, watch this, he's trying to disrupt your faith so that your faith will fail. But when you come back to your true self, you will strengthen your brothers. You will get back to doing the impossible. And what did I tell you the context of that scripture? It was not just something that Jesus was speaking of future things to come, but He was speaking of something as if it had happened in the past. Here we are right now. Peter was doing the impossible. You say, Jesus was walking on the water. Hold on. Jesus wasn't the only one walking on the water. Even if you look in your Bible, a lot of your Bible passages will tell you the title of that passage. Jesus walks on the water. Jesus wasn't the only one walking on the water. Peter was walking on the water. That's why I tell you that you can do the things that Jesus did. Why? Because He is living on the inside of you right now. Come on. So watch this. Peter was doing the impossible. And as long as he kept his focus on that word... You can come to me. You can do these things. He was in faith. 
How do I know he was in faith? Because the Bible says, Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the what? Word of God. Rhema. So he was hearing the Word of God. And as long as he kept replaying that in here, Jesus said, I can do this. Come on. Jesus said, I can do this. How many times the enemy says, you can't do this, but God comes to you and says, you can do this. You can be healed. Come on. You can be blessed. You can get out of this circumstance. So as long as he kept his focus on Jesus and on His Word, which He was the Word, come on, He was doing the impossible. The impossible. Here's what I want to show you. Faith is single-minded. I touched on this last week, but I'm going to go in a little bit more depth. Faith is single-minded. You know the opposite of single-minded? Your Bible talks about it a lot. You ready? Double-minded. Thank you, Vern. You got it. Double-minded. And what's the Bible say about a double-minded man? He's unstable in all of his ways. He was stable on that water until he got, watch this, until he went from single-minded to double-minded. I know what Jesus said, but here's these waves. I see Jesus over there, but I feel the wind. You see what I'm saying? We do the same thing today. Well, I know what the Lord said, but... Oh, I know God can do something, but look what's going on around me. Oh, I know what He said, but I just feel this, this, and I feel that. Double-minded. What does it mean to be single-minded? You cannot be focused on this and that. What does single-minded sound like to you? One, right? One. Single-minded, meaning this right here, as long as he kept his mind on Jesus and the words that he said, he was in faith, the distractions were removed. Oh, watch this. Here's a good one. You ready? Watch this. The distractions were still there. They just no longer affected him. Somebody say the wind was still blowing. The waves were still crashing, but it wasn't affecting him until, guess what? He got double-minded. Some of you, I'm going to help you out today. What's the best thing I can do, Pastor? Focus on one thing. Focus on one thing, and that's what God told you. And you don't let go of it. Come on, somebody. You don't let go of it. You don't quit. You don't stop until you see what God said come to pass. Are you hearing me? The devil is telling you over and over and over, you can't do it. You can't have it. You can't achieve it. He can say whatever he wants to say. He is a liar. Do you understand what that means? I, I think it's, watch this, it's hilarious that we know people in our lives that you can't believe a word that they say. And when they speak something to us, you brush it off as if it's nothing. Amen? But the devil comes along who the Bible tells you is the father of all lies. He says something to you and you just take it to heart. Oh Lord, it's it. It's over. Oh, I just feel this. I feel that. Again, the Greek here uses when the Bible, the King James says he saw the wind boisterous. That word saw there is blepo in the Greek which means it is perceived by what is 
seen of the senses, what is felt of the senses. So let me, let me stop right here and tell you this. How's the enemy going to distract you? With your senses. Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready? This is going to mess with your theology. But you can't feel faith. Oh, I just don't. I pray, but I don't feel anything. That's got nothing to do with it. Amen. Now watch this. Watch this. Sometimes the anointing will run over into the natural and you can feel it, right? But let me tell you something. Whether you can feel it or not, you're still anointed. Come on. It's still there. The power is still there. It's not about feelings. And if you are somebody who is governed by what you see, what you feel, what you're hearing, the enemy will have a field day with distractions. Alright, so watch this. Let me say this again. As soon as he seen, as soon as he felt, he shifted his focus not totally off of what Jesus had said, but partially. Isn't that what the definition of distraction is? Not giving your what? Full attention. Oh yeah, he knew that Jesus was still there. But he started to pay attention over here. What did the Bible say? Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Look straight ahead. Watch this. Alright, as soon as he did that. Let me tell you. I'm going to say it again. Never underestimate distractions. Why? Because as soon as he did that, he went from the impossible to couldn't do it. Just like that. The Bible says immediately... He began to sink. You see that now. That the enemy's after your attention. Hey, hey, focus over here. Don't, don't think about what, what God said. Don't think about what He said He's going to do. Just focus on me. Look at how bad it is. Look at this. Look at that. Somebody say amen. Alright, so Jesus said to him, He said, why... Did you lose your faith? Why did you doubt? In other words, why did you get distracted? I told you you could do this. I told you to come to me. But why from the boat, on your way from the boat to here, why did you get distracted? How many started off in faith believing God for something, but in the process you've wavered? Come on, let's be real. You've wavered and you've doubted a little bit. Well, let me tell you something. You know what that tells me? We got distracted. Because somewhere in between the boat and Jesus, we got our focus off of what God said and our focus on what the enemy's doing or what's going on around us. So look at Proverbs 4.25. Proverbs 4.25. Somebody go tell Steve to play the piano. Proverbs 4.25. This is the easy to read version. Easy to read. It says, keep your eyes on the path. Now last week we learned, we read this in the message translation where it said, do not get caught up by sideshow distractions. The easy to read says, keep your eyes on the path. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Your faith. God is calling you up to a higher level. 
He says, come up to the place where you're doing the impossible. It's my desire to do this. It's my desire to show myself miraculous in your life. How many, wants, how many knows that God wants to do some big things in your life? Come on. You, we got to get out of this smallness. Oh, Lord, if you just touch this area. No, God wants to touch every area of your life. Come on, somebody. He not only wants to help you financially, He wants to get your body in alignment. Come on. He wants to get your marriage restored. There's many things that He wants to do in your life. Don't cut Him short. Remember what He said to Moses? He, is he, he said to Moses, He said, Has my hand waxed short that I can't do this? Is there anything too hard for me? Oh no, Lord, there's nothing too hard for you. Okay, well watch this. Now He says, I want to do the impossible but I want to do it through you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because so many times we think, oh, God's going to do it over here. He's going to do it. No, He wants to do it through you. You remember what Jesus told the Pharisees? He said, the kingdom of God is in you. All of the kingdom, limitless, all of the kingdom is on the inside of you, waiting on you to uncap it. To tap into it by faith. Let me read this one more time. Keep your eyes on the path. Look what? Straight ahead. Who was straight ahead? Jesus. That word, when He said, come to me, what was that word directing Him? Was it directing Him to the left or to the right? Straight ahead. Watch this, watch this. The path you are on is the path that God wants to you to stay on. He gave you a word, right? Come on. How many say He gave me a word? Guess what? It's to keep you on that path. How do you know that? How many has ever went to vacation Bible school? Come on. What, what's everybody declaring there? The Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Watch this. It shows you where you are. It shows you which way to go. Lamp to my feet. Light to my path. Don't allow distractions to keep you from the impossible because you were born for this. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I was born for this. I was born for this. Keep looking straight ahead to Jesus. Now watch. The wind blows. The waves are crashing, but guess what? The impossible still continues. Stand to your feet this morning. Praise God. As I've spoke now for the past couple of weeks, your true self is made in the image, in the likeness of God. You have Christ Jesus on the inside of you, the fullness of God on the inside of you. All these things, the Bible clearly tells you that. But for so many people, they don't know this. And when I say they don't know this, they don't understand this. And the reason why you don't understand this is because the enemy has pulled you out of your true self. As we talked about for this past couple of weeks about how Peter was pulled out of his true self, his true identity. He was not in his right mind. He was distracted. So therefore, the enemy was allowed to come in and work. He, cannot do, he can't do whatever He wants to do in your life. I know you may have been taught that, but that is not the case. But, but I love what Jesus said. He said, I've prayed for you, Peter. 
that your faith would not fail you and that when you come back to your true self, you will know who you are and you will strengthen your brothers. You were created for the impossible, but you have got to get rid of distraction in your life. And the only way, as we learn tonight, the only way that you and I operate in the impossible is by faith. You can't do it physically by your own strength, your own intellect. You can't do it. It is done only by the power of God that is on the inside of you. That as you release this power, it enables us to do the impossible. My God, that's something to get excited about. I want to pray for you right now that you will come to your true self. That you will see the identity that God has placed on the inside of you. That you will know who you are in Christ. That as this happens, oh, the enemy better back up because things are going to change in your life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every person that's watching tonight. Lord, I thank you that they tuned in. This was not by accident. This was not by coincidence. But this is by divine appointment that they're watching this program right now. You wanted them to know who they are. That's why they've been tuning in. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are revealing unto them who you are and who you are in them. That they have a hope and a future. That their situation does not have to stay the way that, they, that it is. But you are the answer to every problem. To every circumstance. And Lord, I thank you for divine revelation that's coming to them right now. To show them what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and where to do it. We give you all the praise for this now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen and Amen. I want to take this time to thank our faith partners again. Faith partners, you are such a blessing to this ministry. You help us get this word, this good news of the gospel out to as many people as we possibly can. Many different outreaches that we have, you make that possible. And we just want to take this time to thank you for that and partnering with this ministry and trusting this ministry. And if you're watching this program tonight and you want to become a faith partner, our announcer is getting ready to come on the screen and he's going to let you know all the different ways that you can come in contact with this ministry and become a faith partner. We'd love to have you with us. And as I say all the time, that as you partner with the ministry, where they go, you go. Even if you can't go physically, you still go with them spiritually. That is the benefit and the reward of partnership. He said, give and it shall be given. What? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give back unto you. So again, keep walking by faith. We will see you right here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. 